So, let's get into it. Let's 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 turn up about it real quick. Well, first of all, let me say happy Thursday to everybody. You feel what I'm saying? Would you ever get would you ever have laser eye surgery? Hell no. Hell the fuck no. Ain't letting them point no laser at my eyeball. Fuck that. No. Never would I ever. You feel me? Never would I ever. Nope. Damn sure wouldn't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Don't like shit like that. Mm-mm. Don't like that shit. Don't like that shit. But anyway, let's get into it. Like I said, happy Thursday to everybody. Y'all already know how we do over here. Support your interests. Support Black Male Media, BMM. Support BMM, Black Male Media. You can hit me up on Cash App at dollar sign the Angry Man. Um, if you got a statement, you want me to read it out loud, put it in the super chat. You understand? If you got a question that you want me to answer on the live stream, put it in the super chat. Or just hit the super chat. You know how we do. So, let's talk about the whole concept of blackness. And by the way, for everybody, all of y'all, I know y'all been watching my shows lately. And y'all probably been like, damn, man, Angry Man show's been off the hook lately. But the only problem is he can't leave them up. So niggas, you know, niggas have been hitting me up saying, hey, man, what's going on? Like, I know niggas be flagging, but we can't even see the replays of the shows. So this is what I decided to do for every last one of you guys, right? And it ain't going to cost you nothing. It ain't going to cost you a dime. What I decided to do is now, every day, and because I'm doing this for free, I want you guys to show support, voluntary support, and become patrons. But what I've decided to do, no, you ain't got to check Patreon, uh, Bronze Dip. I'm not, I'm not even going to put them on Patreon. I want people to still support me on Patreon. Definitely support me on Patreon. That's what keeps everything going. But what I'm going to do, what I've decided to do, is now every single day that I do a show, the show will be available within the hour on SoundCloud or iTunes, whichever one you want to use. You feel what I'm saying? Now, it won't be the show show, but you'll be able to hear it. You feel what I'm saying? So it'll be in podcast format. Um, and the reason why I'm doing it like that is because, one, I don't have to worry about the goofiness over on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Um, and then on top of that, I can do it fairly quickly. So after I do this show right now, I can upload this show to um, SoundCloud and iTunes, and you guys will be able to go back and listen to the playback of the show, which most people listen to me anyway, like when they're working out or when they're driving or some shit like that. You feel what I'm saying? And what I'll do 
It's for those of you that don't know how to find it, I'll, I'll post the links in Patreon so that you'll be able to find it fairly easy. I actually sent out a, um, I actually sent out a newsletter this morning explaining it and showing everybody where to sign up for SoundCloud or where to find my, if you, if you have iTunes, all you have to do is go to the iTunes store and look up Angry Man Radio. It'll come up. You feel what I'm saying? I already put the last, I already put the last three Angry Man shows up there. So the last three Angry Man shows, I put them up there last night. So they're available for playback. You feel what I'm saying? So that's what I'm going to start doing from now on every day. Every day that I do a video, I'll re-upload it to SoundCloud and iTunes, which I can do fairly quickly. You know what I'm saying? So right after I do this show, it'll be available on SoundCloud and iTunes. You guys can go there and you'll be able to listen to it and all that. And you don't have to worry about them coming down. Like, I don't know why. I used to do that shit. I don't know why I stopped doing it. But I used to do that shit so that somewhere on the internet, my thoughts and, and all of my stuff will still be up. And what I'm probably going to end up doing, because I have all of my videos archived. I have all of my videos archived. What I'll probably end up doing is I'll probably end up going back and actually uh, reposting my older seasons of the Angry Man show to the uh uh, to SoundCloud and I also take all of my angry couch joints and put those on SoundCloud as well Because there was a lot of there was a lot of stuff. I talked about in those videos. that was really, you know, really good content And it's a shame that I should have to take it down on YouTube for fear of being, you know uh, Censored or any of that goofy shit. So that's what I'm gonna do Well, I already started doing it because you know I already got the last three the last three Angry Man shows are already available on SoundCloud and iTunes. You feel me? And we're going to rock out like that. So definitely support what we got going on over here. You feel what I'm saying? Definitely become a patron. Definitely hit the links. Y'all already know how we do. So let's talk about this discussion that was had where we kind of touched on it a little bit in Grinch's live stream. We touched on it a little bit. We didn't really go too much into it. We we kind of we kind of scratched the surface of it. But you know, the question is what is the concept of blackness? Where did it come from and who fucking defines it? Who who decides who's black and who's not black? Who decides what blackness is? Right? How many of you know who decides what blackness is? Appreciate your dog power. But how many of you right now in the chat room know who defines what blackness is and who decides what blackness is? Dark Power said black females. Brandon said black men. Kendra, Kendra has the right answer. 
white supremacy and the, the entire structure that we see here in America, that we call America, made the, uh, the social construct that we call race. Because prior to that, prior to that, everyone in, on the planet was pretty much categorized by the landmass that they came from or the nation that they came from. And to this day, we still do that with other groups of people. It's only here in America that we really do that black-white shit. Um, you know, every other place, they're, they're categorized as where they come from. You know, Asians come from Asia. Um, Europeans come from Europe. You feel me? Africans come from Africa. Now, if you want to scale it down to individual places, you know what I'm saying? Germans come from Germany. You feel me? Um, Nigerians come from Nigeria. Shit, even here in America, Puerto Ricans come from Puerto Rico. Dominicans come from the Dominican Republic. But for some odd reason here in this country, we are not classified as Americans. We're classified as being black. Now, when you look at the whole term African-American, that's a misnomer. That's not really a accurate uh, classification because we are not, we're not African immigrants. You understand? And that whole Afro-American bullshit, Jesse Jackson started that goofy shit back in the day and it kind of stuck. And you had black people repeating that stupid shit. Um, and make no mistake about it, the only reason why I even use the black-white classification is because of how much of an impact it actually has on us in this country. It's kind of like, you know, it, it is something that was constructed by the greater society, but you can't treat it as if it's just an idea because of the simple fact that it does have uh, effects. It does actually affect us, right? So, if we know for a fact, and this is, this is the conversation that me and Taz was having. This is the conversation. Yo, man, I don't know what's going on with y'all with, with the hangouts. You feel me? I don't know what's going on with y'all with the hangouts, but you can't call people with the hangouts. That's not the way hangouts work. Like, that shit is annoying as hell. Every time we have a fucking hangout, after the hangout's over, somebody's trying to call you from the fucking hangout. Like, that's not the way hangouts work, man. You have to get an invitation to the hangout. And if the hangout's not going no more, you can't get back in the hangout. Terrence B. said, I met a woman and a few days later she asked me for $100. I told her ass to kick rocks and cut her off. Was I wrong or right for that? No, you were 100% right for that. You just met her. Why the hell would she be asking you for 100 fucking dollars? You just met her. Why the hell would she be asking you for 100 fucking dollars? And you just met. Hell no. Hell the fuck no. 
Hell no, you don't even want to start that. You don't even want to set that precedence. You don't even want to set that precedence. That's getting off to a bad start. You did the right thing. You ain't no fucking walking ATM. Fuck that goofy shit. Let's see. Let's see what Kendra said. Kendra said, we actually think American equal white only, just like they taught us. True. Kendra said, we think the institution of America belong only to whites. Military equals white only. Police force, white only. Politics, white only. Exactly. Equals white only. Police force, white only. Politics, white only. Exactly. And that's, that's the main reason. It's that thought process that keeps us in the position that we're in. It's that process that keeps us in the position that we're in. That's why whenever you hear uh, guys on panels talking about some, oh, you know, I'm going to leave America, I'm going to go here and I'm going to go there to try to escape that, you feel what I'm saying? I'm like, why would you do that? If, if we have ancestors, if we know for a fact that our um, ancestors, if we know for a fact that our ancestors actually... Yeah, Grinch, that's what that is. People are trying to get back into the Hangout, but they're using Hangouts wrong. They're using it like a voice call. So what happens is when, when the Hangout is over, somebody will try to get back in the Hangout because they think the Hangout is still going, and they'll call you. So because you're in that Hangout, you were in that Hangout, it'll call your phone. What you have to do is you have to actually go into the Hangout app and go into it, and then you click on the settings, and it'll say leave uh, leave the conversation and then they can't call you or whatever. Shit is goofy. Shit is goofy as fuck. But you have individuals who will say, oh, I'm leaving America, blah, 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 because I'm tired of the goofy shit. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. But you're doing, you're doing not only yourself, you're doing not only yourself, but you're doing your ancestors a great disservice by doing that because if we know historically if we know for a fact that the you know our ancestors who were well not even ancestors i can't say ancestors um our forebearers um if we know that they were slaves in this country and we know that this entire concept that we call america you feel what i'm saying if we if we know that this entire concept, yo, AM, you should do a podcast, bro. You a deep brother. That joint would be dope. Yeah, well, that's what I'm doing. Like all of these conversations that I'm having, I'm I'm changing them into podcast format because I do have Angry Man Radio, which is on SoundCloud and is also on um, iTunes. And I did look into my SoundCloud account. People still look at my um. People still listen to my podcast on um, SoundCloud, even though I haven't really uploaded any lately. I just uploaded three last night. So, you know, um, I don't know if I'm going to make anything exclusive just for SoundCloud, but the way shit is going here on YouTube, it might as well be exclusive because I can't leave any of this stuff up here. So every time I do this here, I have to take it down. So since I'm going to have to take it down... You know, ultimately, the Angry Man shows are going to end up becoming podcasts because I'm going to re-upload them to SoundCloud and, and all that. Yeah, man, just um, I think I got it down in the description. Um, if you go to if you go to SoundCloud or you go to uh, 
Um, I got the SoundCloud link in the description, but if you want to look it up on iTunes, just look up uh, Angry Man Radio and it should come up. But that's where everything is going to be. All of the replays of this is going to be located there. You feel what I'm saying? So after I get finished with this show today, I'm going to re-upload it. So within the hour, within an hour after the show is over, this will be available on SoundCloud and iTunes. But we're doing our ancestors a great, not ancestors. Why do I keep saying that? Slavery was not long enough, wasn't, wasn't so far away that I could call them ancestors. You know what I'm saying? This is some of us. This is our great, great grandparents or whatever. Um, it's a disservice to actually uh, say that we're going to leave or we're going to abandon America for the simple fact that, you know, this entire thing that we call America, it wouldn't have became America if it was not for that slave labor. Our predecessors. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I was looking for the word. If it wasn't for our predecessors that had to endure slavery, this country would have never that whether you know it or not, America having that type of slave labor, the, the type of chattel slavery that we had in this country, that that was the that was the cheat code. That's what allowed America to grow into the force that it that it became. You feel what I'm saying? And and nobody can deny that our predecessors helped build this country. Nobody can deny that. Not only did our predecessors help build this country, but black people in this country are inseparably tied to the economy because of that, okay? And to this day, we still contribute a, a uh, great deal to the American economy. So it, there's nothing, look, this is something you really got to understand. There's nobody more American than a black person. Do, do you get that? There's nobody more American than a black person. Why is that? Because black people have had to endure the most in this country. And we haven't left. Black people could leave if we wanted to. We could leave. Some of us have left. But black people love this country. Why do you think? Let me tell you something. Barring all the ignorance shit, all of the goofy shit, black people love America. We love this country. And you can't deny it. You can't tell me any different. And I'm going to tell you why you can't tell me any different. How many times do you hear somebody say, hey man, I went to Africa and it was the most beautiful thing I ever saw. I looked around and there was nothing but black people. And it was beautiful. You know, you had uh, 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 Jamie Foxx, he said he went, you know, he in his comedy skit, he said he went over to Africa and it was a beautiful thing. You, you had uh, uh, Richard Pryor said he went over to Africa and he said he didn't say the word nigga the entire time he was over there and he realized because there wasn't no niggas, right? You have all of these different brothers that go to that go to Africa. You got all of these different brothers. If you guys are, if you guys, if it's buffering, you guys need to refresh, right? 
But if you if you look around, you got all of these brothers talking about how they went to Africa and it was the most beautiful thing they ever witnessed in their life. And they said, you know, the Africans over there treated them well and all of that. And then they come right back here. They come back, they come back here and they stay. So you got to ask yourself this question. If Africa is so wonderful and so beautiful, and I'm not saying it's not, don't get it twisted. I haven't been there. So I have to take the word of my brothers who have traveled there. I'm not saying it's not. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure that's a wonderful feeling to be in a country and see that many black people and know that you're on the continent. I'm, I'm pretty sure that is a wonderful feeling. But at the end of the day, whether you want to admit it or not, it's not home. Regardless of all of the bullshit that we go through here, this is home. This is home. Any way you want to cut it. Any way you want to cut it. The, the black people, the what you would call the ADOS, we're a special case. You understand? We're a special case. And, and the reason, basically what we are, what we fall under the category of, we fall under the category of a stepchild. We're, we're stepchildren of America. You feel me? We're, we're, if America was a household, we would be, white people would be the favorite child and black people would be the stepchild, the orphan, the adopted child. You feel me? As much as we don't like our treatment here, as much as we don't... Um, like the goofy shit that goes on here, it's still home because we've never known no other home. We've never known any other home. It's just like back in the day, back in the 80s, everybody that lived in, in New York lived in either one of the five boroughs. There was a lot of fucked up shit going on. But niggas from Brooklyn wore that shit like a badge of honor. You, you ever wonder why you ever wonder why cats that's from Brooklyn or from Queens or from um, Harlem? You ever wonder why they so proud of that shit? You ever wonder why they why they why they why they stick their chest out, nigga? I'm from I'm from such and such. You ever wonder why they do that shit? Because it's a it's a badge of honor to say that they lived somewhere like that and survived it. Do you get what I'm saying? They lived somewhere like that and survived it. You feel me? And it's the same thing with America. Now, I've heard this numerous times. You have absolutely no idea how black people around the world view us. Black people around the world view us as, as, the, as leading the way when it comes to black people. And by black people, I mean anybody that is, is a descendant of um, the continent. Anybody that is a descendant, anybody that has African blood, they view us as the they view us as leading the charge. You understand what I'm saying? Because we're over here. We're over here enduring. You feel what I'm saying? Enduring it. 
You feel me? That's why whenever you hear like brothers that are from other countries and shit, like I get offended when brothers say certain shit. Notice I'm calling them brothers too. Pay real close attention to that. Notice that I'm calling them brothers. When brothers come from other continents, from other, you know, nations or whatever, I don't care if it's the islands. When brothers come over here, I don't like for them to talk foul. Exactly. We're, we're the vanguard. I don't like it when they talk foul about us. Because you got to understand, we're, we're paying the price for you to be able to come here. Our ancestors paid the price. For real. Not our ancestors, our predecessors. Our predecessors paid the price. Now, to get back into this whole concept of, um, you know, to get back into this whole concept of blackness and who created blackness, right? But better yet, before we even go back into that, Nicole just said something that's very key. She said it's part of our identity. This is true. It, it is part of our identity. Now, see, you have a lot of black people. They want to erase that part of your our identity. And that's the wrong attitude to have. Jewish people, they don't erase the part of their identity that they went through in the Second World War. You feel what I'm saying? They don't erase, they don't erase their identity when it comes to what they had to deal with, what they had to endure through the Nazi party. They don't, they don't try to erase that. In fact, they do the opposite. They say never again. Right? They say never again. In other words, they saw what happened. They know what happened through. Uh, uh, either historical facts or verbal from their family members. And they say, you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to put ourselves in a position to where we never have to deal with that again. And they have. You understand? The problem with us as black people is we spend so much time trying to run from it instead of just embracing it. And saying, okay, this is part of our this is part of our history. This is part of this is American history. It's not black history. It's American history. Okay? It's American history. And as much as you guys say, oh, we, we you know, I think earlier today Taz said we didn't even get an apology from white people. Well, that's because they haven't owned it. They haven't really owned it. They haven't truly owned that uh that smear on 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 the American nation. They haven't owned it. And you know what? They're not the only one. We haven't owned it. We haven't owned it. To this day, we still pretend like it had absolutely no effect on us. Like real shit. Like we act like right now at this moment, that shit in the past does not affect us today. And it does. It does affect us today. Very much so. More In more ways than you think. It affects us. It affects us because of the institutional shit that was put in place but it also affects us mentally you think you think we didn't pass a lot of that bullshit down genetically you know but then when you start talking about genetics niggas want to niggas like 
Negroes don't like to talk about shit they don't understand. When you start talking about genetics, that's when you lose them because they don't want to talk about that. You feel what I'm saying? Because that goes outside of their realm of understanding. And then they start going into this thing about, oh, that's the white man's science. I didn't know white people owned science. But yet again, that goes back to the whole... Um, that goes back to the whole mentality, the white supremacist mentality that black people have. We, we think in our head that the only way somebody could have any sort of intelligence or any sort of understanding of the world is they would have to be a white person. You feel what I'm saying? And then by default, anything that is of consequence, they must have invented it or they must have ownership of it or it, it must belong to them outright. This is going back to what we was just talking about. When, when Kendra said that they view America as if America is white only, even though we've been in this country ever since basically the conception of this motherfucker, right? We view the police force as if it's only supposed to be white. We view the military as if it's only supposed to be white. You understand? We view politics as if it's only supposed to be white. You understand? Now, if you think about that, if you think about America, you think about the police force, you think about the military, you think about politics, well shit, those three things, the three latter things, the police force, the military, and politics, those are the realms of power. Those are the realms of power. So if we view those as being white only and we don't engage in those, how the fuck would we expect we're gonna be treated in this country? We're not in the seat of power. And we're, and look, it's not about, see, this is the mistake everybody made. Everybody thought, oh, if we get a white president, we'll be in good shape. I mean, we'll get a black president, we'll be in good shape. But come on, man, you, you took American civics. I'm pretty sure everybody in here took American civics in high school. You feel me? If, if you took American civics, you would understand the president is, is not, he's not all powerful. He's not a king. He's not an emperor. He's not a pharaoh. He's not a czar. You understand what I'm saying? He's a president. He's an elected official. You feel what I'm saying? Or to quote Papa Pope, he's not in charge. Power is in charge. And how do you get power? You get power by being in the seats of power. By having, if your tribe has the most seats of power, your tribe is going to be treated the best. If your tribe has the least seats of power, your tribe is going to be treated the worst. The problem with black people is we don't understand this concept because we wrap and cloak everything in race. That's the game. And there's a reason it's called race. <laughs> there's a reason they call it race. Because whoever's leading the race wins. Who leads the races in this country? White people. Who leads the races in this country? White people. Now, this is what you got to understand. Because of the fact that your predecessors were brought here to be uh, beasts of burden, were brought here to be slaves, were brought here to be uh, uh, the workforce, workforce without any benefits, 
the rest of the races have a head start on you. They have a head start on you. And just the fact that you've been able to keep up, for the most part, speaks volumes about your ability. But how do, how do we nullify ability? How do we nullify ability? If you see somebody with potential, if you see somebody with potential, somebody that's able to transcend certain things, the best way to nullify that person's ability is to get inside their head, which is what they've done. They've gotten inside your head. And this is why you see so many goofy arguments being raised that don't even make logical sense. A lot of these, a lot of these arguments are non sequiturs. A lot of these arguments don't make logical sense. Don't make logical sense. Because as I pointed out in the discussion earlier, which is why I really wanted to go down that train of thought. I really, I really truly wanted to continue down that train of thought. See, the point that I was trying to make, Taz, I hope you're watching too, Taz, because I, I, I see where you're coming from. Don't think I don't. Don't think I don't. I'm not, I'm not trying to belittle you. I see where you're coming from. Because if dudes are not in the right state of mind, they definitely don't need to be venturing outside of the race. If they don't have a dominant mindset meaning if they're gonna allow the woman of their race to influence them and they're gonna allow the culture of that woman's race to influence them then no they they definitely should not be doing that you feel me they they had that issue back in ancient egypt which some would argue actually led to the downfall of ancient egypt um Akhenaten, Pharaoh Akhenaten, he instituted the concept of monotheism, which is the belief in one God, right? Many argue that he got that from his wife, because before that, the Egyptians had numerous deities. And that was where the dissension started amongst the Egyptians when they looked at their Pharaoh and they said, why is the Pharaoh allowing this foreign woman to... Uh, uh, interfere with our way of uh, thinking, our, our belief system. So I think that's where it may have started. Uh, Marcus Jones, appreciate you. So I get that. I get what you're saying. Um, I get what you're saying, uh, uh, Taz. I get what you're saying. Trust me. But the more deeper conversation, the more deeper uh, analysis needs to go to the concept of what blackness is and what whiteness is and why whiteness is not inhibited by these little nuances where blackness is because it doesn't take much to interfere with blackness it doesn't take much to discount blackness it doesn't take much to tamper with blackness meanwhile whiteness remains intact we got to ask these questions you feel what i'm saying because if we if we're viewing whiteness son off of the damn phone if we're viewing whiteness as this untouchable thing this untouchable concept right we're viewing whiteness as this untouchable concept that can't be tampered with 
then in my personal opinion, what we need to do is we need to examine it and say, okay, what is what is what are the, what are the fundamentals of it that allow it to continue to not be tampered with? Why is it so powerful? Why has it had why has the concept of black and white? Why has that concept been such a powerful mental chain on us? You feel me? Now, I would argue, I would argue that the concept of black and white has the effect that it has because of the simple fact that whiteness has a reward to it. So therefore, when you have other groups of, um, when you have other groups of uh, uh, immigrants come here that have the phenotype that can be classified as Caucasian or classified as Anglo-Saxon, if, if, if they prescribe to whiteness, if they're, if they're willing to shed their lineage, their, their lineage, their classification and say, okay, I'm a white person, there's benefits to that, which is why they'll do it with no problem. You even have white people that will come here from other countries and they'll be a second generation um, American. And they'll say, well, don't include me in that whole thing that had to do with Jim Crow and, and, and slavery because my, ancestor, my, my, my family wasn't even here yet. But then you ask them, well, if you don't want to be put in that boat, why, can, why call yourself white? Why not call yourself Irish? Why not call yourself... Uh, Italian why not call yourself what you've already been classified as because that's where you hail from but no they're willing to take that scrutiny because being white in America gives you us gives you privilege okay now on the flip side of that being black does not give you privilege not when it comes to real power it may give you being black in America gives you privilege as far as uh, the goofy shit it gives you privilege as far as like being trendy. It gives you privilege as far as that. You know what I'm saying? You're you're trendy. You're the cool thing. You know what I'm saying? But you're not you're not in the position of power. It doesn't give you privilege when it comes to power. Okay. So when you look at black people in this country, this is why when you see immigrants coming from other nations where they have the phenotype that can be classified as black, you see them shunning away from that. Haitians come here, they, they say, I'm Haitian. They don't want to say black. If, if the Dominicans come here, they say, I'm Dominican. They don't want to say black. Puerto Ricans come here, they say Puerto Rican. They don't want to say black. And the reason why is because they don't get privilege for being black. They, if anything, they get, they get punished. They get, you know, some sort of... Um, you get a strike on your record for that. You feel what I'm saying? So, nowadays, and, and I said this before, I said this before when I talked about how we don't control the reward punishment system. We actually don't have anything to offer each other, right? Because most people, they look at white cooperation. And they think that white cooperation comes from just whiteness. No, it doesn't come from that. Because white people, they have their little disagreements the same way we have our disagreements. Because they come from different tribes. They come from different cultures. 
So they're going to have their differences too. It's, it's you know, and, and they get into it with each other. Don't think that they don't, okay? Um, but the reason why it seems like they can stick together more than we can stick together is because there's a benefit to sticking together. A tangible benefit. You know what I'm saying? Not none of this old kumbaya, let's all get along bullshit. You know, this this Rodney King, can't we all just get along crap? That's, that's not what it is. You feel me? God damn, the sun is going to make this damn phone heat up. That's not what it is. Okay? That's not what it is. Like, for us, the, the incentive to be unified is just for the sake of unity. White people are not unified just for the sake of unity. They are unified because those who stray away from what whiteness is are punished. Those who stick with what whiteness is are rewarded with something tangible. What is that? Access. Access to opportunity. Access to wealth. Access to uh, uh, a better way of living. Access to what we call the American dream. Now, you got to ask yourself, with black people, if you want black people to be unified, or as BGS said, it's kind of like herding cats. If you want black people to change their mind state and be able to be uh, unified and become a monolith, you have to have something to offer them. We don't have anything to offer them. We don't have shit to offer them. What do we have to offer black people? Let's be real. You guys answer that question for me in the chat room. What do we have to offer black people? What do we have to offer black folks? Hmm? We don't have anything to offer them. And why don't we have anything to offer them? Because of what I just stated a few minutes ago. The three places where power reside, people would stop calling me when I'm in a thought process. That damn sun is beaming. Let's see if I can turn this. Okay, there we go. Get in the shade a little bit. Shit. But like I was saying, we don't have anything to offer black people. We don't have anything to offer, right? We don't have anything to offer them because, yeah, you're right. We don't have access to, to, it's not really resources. We can get resources, limited resources. What we don't have access to, like, okay, Here's the difference. We can get resources. This is what usually trips us up. Because this is why you'll have guys. This is why you'll have guys that'll come into a discussion. And they'll say, well, I don't have any problem getting resources. Because they'll get. They'll have the ability to get a job in corporate America. They'll have the ability to command a salary. That is, uh, uh, you know way higher than the average black person okay so because they can do those things they view themselves as being they view themselves as as capturing the american dream because they never really saw what the american dream really is they haven't really saw it um they're confused about it so the easiest way to break it down this is the american dream this is the american dream and this is the difference between what 
they have access to compared to what we have access to. You have access to the golden eggs. They have access to the goose that lays the fucking golden eggs. That's the difference. That is the difference. That's the difference. Now, if you had the goose that lays the golden eggs, then guess what? You could get black people to get on the same page. You could get black people to get on the same page. This is what Cerulean's entire uh, uh, concept of how many people can a potato feed. That's his entire concept. See, you niggas think that you're doing something because you have a few potatoes. But the people who are in charge have the whole fucking potato patch. They allocate, not only do they grow the potatoes, but they decide who gets to have the potatoes. That's the difference. That's the fucking difference. And that's the main reason why you do not see black unity. That's the reason why. No other reason. No other fucking reason. Because black people do not have an incentive to get along. They don't have an incentive. You understand? You, you, can't, you can't organize people if you don't have a... People will organize for their own self-interest. You feel me? People will organize for their own self-interest. I'm going to have to go in here. Because all of the clouds have moved. And now it is hot as fuck out here. So y'all give me one second. Let me move this shit inside. I don't know why. I keep being hard-headed. While I'm doing that, you guys hit the super chat button. So powerful, and ran me in the crib, which is really jacked up because I really like sitting out there. It's really calm and serene. It's easier to think in nature. I don't know if you guys know that or not, or have ever noticed that, but it's easier. It's way easier to think when you're out in nature. So much easier to think. Appreciate you cats. Would you guys give me one second?
Mary and Joseph. Damn, son is fucking fiend. Fuck. Trying to cook a nigga. Do it every fucking time. You said something about you ate cereal? Yeah. I bought sandwich wheat meat for y'all to be able to make sandwiches and stuff. I know. Quit being lazy. <laughs> okay. Appreciate you. She said, amazing breakdown on institutional power. No doubt. Thanks for the compliment. King Queese, 84, appreciate you. So, yeah, man, see, that's, see, it changes the energy. When I come in here, as opposed to sitting out there, it changes the fucking energy. I got to go and get, I need one of them fucking umbrellas that'll fucking cover i need something i need like one of them things you know the thing that you pull down i'm gonna go to Lowe's and see if they have them you know the thing that pulls down so you had a little screen or whatever so the sun can't come in and shit because the energy out there is awesome like you feel me just to hear the freaking birds yeah awning thank you an awning but um you know, when you come in here, everything's artificial. Like, you, you hear the hum of fucking electricity and all of that bullshit. You feel me? You said they got them at Lowe's? Yeah, I'm going to go check out Lowe's and see what they got over there. Um, in fact, I'm going to go over there after this live stream. But, um, Brandon, Kathy, appreciate you. So, going back to the whole, the whole reward punishment system. Like, that shit hit me like a ton of bricks because one day we were having all of us were having these discussions on these panels and you know the same i got so sick and tired like what bgs said early today was 100 percent true you got individuals running around talking about some oh the black manosphere the manosphere is crumbling and it's like no the manosphere is not crumbling because the manosphere you know, when he talked about the first wave of men that got into that gender war, like, just like I said before, those men got defeated by those women. Now, granted, those women did not defeat their talking points per se. They defeated them by doing sneaky, underhanded shit, by flagging them and stuff like that. But by the time we came along, 
we came along and we debunked the fuck out of all of those arguments. We decimated those arguments. We made it so that if you raise certain talking points, you'll look like an idiot bringing up those talking points. You feel me? And a lot of those voices that were trying to raise those juvenile elementary talking points, those voices are gone now. They don't exist. And if they do exist, they're not using those talking points anymore. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I know this for a fact because I just did the shit recently. I just did the shit recently. How many of you, like, let's just keep it all the way funky. How many of you hear that dominated talking point as much as you used to? Be honest. Be honest. I don't watch everybody's stuff, so I don't know if it's still being said. But as far as I can tell, I don't see that shit being said anymore. I don't hear that shit being said anymore. That's what happens. If you debunk a talking point, this is why it's so important to have debates. This is why it's so important to have these discussions so that the talking points would get dominated. Well, excuse me, the talking points would get decimated so that people will stop bringing them up. Because what people do is they use certain talking points to push a certain narrative. You feel me? And one of the narratives that I kept noticing being pushed constantly is black people don't stick together. Black people don't stick together. We're not unified. Well, like I said a little while ago, if you're trying to unify black people just for the sake of unity, they're not going to fucking do it. They're not going to fucking do it. They're not. Why is that? See, the reason why I feel like I have I feel like I have a very good understanding of human nature. You feel me? The reason why is because when I first read the 48 Laws of Power, there was a statement that was said in the in the preface of the book, right? And the statement was, man will live on the planet and we will study everything. We'll study the plants. We'll study the animals. We'll study bacteria, algae. We'll study the, 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 the climate of the planet. We'll even try to study the stars. We'll study everything. How much sense would it make to learn and master all of that shit when, and, and ignore the people that you have to live around every day? So when I, when I read that statement, I said it makes more sense to study humankind, the way we operate. Now, the problem with us as black people is we only understand human beings through the prism of race. Do you realize that? Do you realize as black people, and I'm not telling you to ignore race, I'm not telling you that, 
because race is a very relevant thing. I'm not telling you to ignore it, but here's the thing. You shouldn't ignore it, but you shouldn't limit your thought process to just that. Because if you do, you'll never really delve, you'll never really delve deep into why human beings do what we do because your viewpoint or your study on it isn't pure. Your study is, is from a prejudice standpoint. And this is what you see going on right now in the black community when it comes to pro-blackness. Every last one of their points, every last one of their discussions are from a point of prejudice. Okay? It's from a point of self-serving prejudice. All right? Now, don't get it twisted. If white people are doing that too, they're wrong. But what you got to realize is that the white people that are intelligent, they don't do that. They recognize race, but they don't just limit their understanding to people when it comes to race. After all, they're the ones that created the construct of race. So, you know, they have some sort of, you know, some of them have some sort of deeper understanding, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. Right. But. When you look at human beings and you look at how we are, human beings are self-serving creatures. Everything that we do is out of selfishness. Everything. Everything. Everything that we do is out of selfishness. In fact, everything that we do is so selfish that when somebody actually does a selfless act, we call them crazy. I'm going to say that again. Everything that we do is selfish. So much so that when a person fucks around and does something that is selfless, we'll say that person was crazy. Okay? I don't know what the hell they was on. They was tripping. But we pretend, we pretend to be these morally high creatures and we're not we're not our history doesn't reflect that our history shows that we use morality as a way to virtue signal we use morality as a way to cloak ourselves to pretend that we're righteous you realize how much shit how much how many atrocities were committed under the guise of morality do you have any earthly idea how many people have lost their lives? How many people were tortured? Hell. Don't even get me started on. Uh, 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 well, let me not go into that because that goes into religion. Yeah, the Crusades. I'm, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to go into all of that because we'll start going into religion. And I really don't want this conversation to, you know, end up in that realm you know what i'm saying i want people to remain analytical i want people to remain pragmatic so we got to leave the 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 religious part out of it but if you study human beings we we're we're selfish we are super selfish you feel what i'm saying no nah, it's not your fault cats because i was getting ready to do the same shit i was <laughs> i was getting ready to go down that route too <laughs> I was getting ready to go down that route too, and I had to like, oh, wait a minute, let's let's turn around. Because if we start going into that, then everybody is gonna completely miss 
where this needs to go. You know what I'm saying? But we're all selfish. All of us. All of us are selfish. The easiest way, and you learn this in the 48 Laws of Power. You learn this in the 48 Laws of Power. Discover each man's thumbscrew. See, if you can figure out what somebody wants, you can get their cooperation. But you have to offer them what they want. You have to offer them what they want. You have to be able to offer them something they desire or something that they need. If you don't have what they want and need, you can't see the reason. I'm going to tell you the reason why black people follow uh, the leaders that we've had. The reason why they followed Dr. Martin Luther King. The reason why they followed Malcolm X. The reason why they followed the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. The reason why they followed all these individuals. They followed them because... They offered them something. Sometimes they just offer them the promise of something or the possibility of something. You understand? They offered them the possibility of a better way of living. So when you look at the civil rights leaders, what they were offering black people and the reason why black people were able to uh, uh, unify behind the banner of civil rights is because it was a promise or the possibility of being able to gain more. Now, the reason why today it's more difficult to do that type of shit, the reason why it's harder for you to be a Malcolm X or a Dr. Martin Luther King is because how long do you think people are going to be offered the possibility of something, not get it, and then they're going to keep going for that? See? If we're still going through the same type of goofy shit that we was going through back then, you can't come out here and give people a I have a dream speech. You can't come out here and tell people we shall overcome. Like, no, motherfucker, we were supposed to already have overcome. So you can't offer them that. Now, what you have to do is you have to offer them something tangible. You have to offer them something that they can touch. You feel me? Especially after we had Barack Obama, who ran on the platform of change and hope, which is also two more things that are not that are intangibles, two more things that are the possibility of something better. See, Barack Obama. And I'm not shitting on him or his administration, but Barack Obama was the straw that broke the camel's back. That was the final straw. Once we saw Barack Obama, once we saw a black man become president and shit was still goofy, it's like, okay, you know what? Fuck all this leadership. Fuck all of this goofy shit. See? So now you, you, you're not going to have black people willing to galvanize behind one leader 
because we finally come to the realization that Jesus ain't coming back. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all that is. That's all that is. The 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 what they did with uh, Dr. King, what they did with Malcolm, what they did with all of these leaders, all the way up to Barack Obama, was our Jesus complex, which is also something else that was taught to us by the greater society, right? The fact that we can have one person that will solve all of our fucking problems, okay? No. We're backwards. You see what I'm saying? I heard somebody once say that the reason that Jewish people were able to galvanize um, against the Nazis is because there was one person that they could focus on, which was Adolf Hitler. There was one person they could focus on. So they could put all of the focus on, he's the evil. We need to stop him. If we can stop him, we can stop it all, right? So if you look at their paradigm, it's a group of people trying to stop one person, right? If you look at our paradigm, it's one person trying to save a group of people. See? So just as easily as with that paradigm, all it took was to take out that one person in order to change those circumstances. It's the same thing with us. It's the same thing with us. All they got to do is take out that one person and it changes the whole thing. Changes the whole thing. And what you'll notice is with other groups of people, they do not galvanize behind a single person. They don't galvanize behind one person. They galvanize behind a collective. And the reason, and the reason why they galvanize behind a collective is because you can't... Look, we got Congress, right? If something were to happen, God forbid, God forbid to a person in Congress, there's more congressmen and congresswomen. In fact, it was set up that way on purpose. The reason why we have the government that we have in America is to alleviate that type of thing. Okay? You go over to the Middle East when Saddam Hussein was in power. All they had to do was get Saddam, take Saddam Hussein out of power, and now all of a sudden the shit is in disarray. This is why in this day and time, the concept of a monarch does not really work. The concept of one person having power doesn't even work because we figured out warfare. We've mastered warfare. We know how to operate when it comes to that type of shit. But the problem is black people, y'all still living in the fucking past. Y'all still living in the past. Y'all still thinking that this is Braveheart, you're still thinking that all of a sudden one day we're going to unify black people and we're going to get on a field and we're going to run towards all of the other groups of people that don't like us and there's going to be this huge fight and then we're going to come out triumph. That's not the way the world works anymore. Okay? That's not the way the world works. See, at the end of the day, what you have to understand is that you're not just what they call you, which is a black person. You're an American. You're an American. And you have every fucking right to police, to join the military, 
to be a politician. You have every fucking right to do those things. You have every right. You got to stop viewing it as if that's something that other people do. No, that's what Americans do. That's what Americans do. And I know what you're going to say, but... You know, in America, you can't really call yourself American because America has always been about being white. Well, guess what? It'll continue to be that way if you continue to operate that way. If you continue to view the police force as white only, the, the military is white only, the, the, the fucking politics is white only. It'll always be that way. It'll always be that way. How rapidly do you think? Shit would change if you flooded the, 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 if you flooded politics with black people. And, and I don't mean, look, right now we have black people in politics. Most of the time, they're coons. That's the reality of it. We don't have, we don't have any diversity in politics when it comes to black people. There's always one type of black person that goes into politics. There's always one type that goes into politics. We don't have a diverse group of black people in politics. Okay? We don't have a diverse group of black men in uh, 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 the police force. Now, we do have a diverse group of black men in the military. There are all types of black men that go into the military. Right? And it was that way for a long time, which is why you saw black families being able to tap into the wealth of this country. Do you have any earthly idea how many black people have gotten college degrees because of the military? How many black people were able to buy homes because of the military? How many black families remained intact because of the military? How many people right now are living in a house that was bought a couple generations ago by a veteran. Let's be real. Let's be fucking real, okay? Maximum Black. What's going on, Max? He said, if you identify as American, you get shamed for not being black first. Yeah, and that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. I get why they do that, but that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. And I've talked about this before on a couple of live streams. Why are black people so, why do we have to be so mediocre? Why do we have to be so one-dimensional? And better yet, why do we make special sets of rules for ourselves that no one else lives by? Right now, last weekend, they had the Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York, right? You have Latino, you have Latinos, excuse me, you have Latinos that live in New York that are American. But if you go to Spanish Harlem, if you go to the Bronx, you will see, you will see Dominicans proudly displaying the Dominican flag. You will see Puerto Ricans proudly displaying the Puerto Rican flag. 
If you go to Little Italy, you will see Italians proudly displaying the Italian fact. In fact, if you go to most Irish and Italian neighborhoods, you look outside their house, they got two flags. What are the two flags they got? Quick quiz. If you go, if you see some Italians that display flags outside the house, what are the two flags they got? One flag is the United States flag. The other flag is the flag of Italy. Why? Because they can be American without giving up their Italian heritage. For some reason, we in America as black people, we don't think we can be American without giving up our black heritage or our African heritage. It's another one of those special fucking rules that we make for ourselves that no one else lives by. Did you know that Bank of America was founded by Italians? Did you know that shit? Did you know that? They didn't call it the Bank of Italy. They called it the Bank of America. And right now to this day, it is one of the biggest banking institutions in America. But see, they wouldn't have been able to do that if there would have been a bunch of Italian Americans who said, why you got to name it Bank of America? Y'all some sellouts. No, because they know how to play the game. Black people don't know how to play the fucking game. You don't. You don't. You don't know how to play the game. And that's why you're continuously losing. Having these petty arguments about shit that don't amount to nothing. A lot of these arguments y'all having don't amount to shit. That's why when, when, when Taz brought up the white woman, I said, okay, what is the consequence? At the end of the day, 10% of black men date interracially. And of that 10%, all of those women aren't white. If you've got 90%, if you've got a 90% rate of black on black relationships, how the fuck does a white woman dating interracially affect black people? Why is that even a, why is that even, look, if you want to raise an argument for, I guess, genetic purity or some shit like that, we can have that argument. We can have that discussion, but that's further down the road. We got bigger fish to fry. See, we, we can't deal with black people that are dating interracially until we deal with the black people who are dating black people who are dysfunctional. 
Because let's not get it twisted. Just because a black man marries a black woman does not mean that those motherfuckers is on the up and up. That, that don't mean that. Just because two black people get together don't mean that they're doing what the fuck they're supposed to do. We got to deal with that first. Shit, we got to deal with that first just for the simple fact of the pure numbers of it. The, 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 the Negroes you see running out here right now that's engaging in baby mama-ism, single mama-ism, those ain't interracial couples. Those ain't interracial couples. Those are black people with black people that need to get their shit together. In fact, as much as you don't want to hear this, as much as you don't want to hear this, that little small percentage of interracial couples that you see, most of the time they got their shit together. Marlisha Maddox, appreciate you. Most of the time they have their shit together. And you know the main reason why? The main reason why is because that black man usually is in a situation where he got fed up and realized he could not have a family with a dysfunctional woman. So he said, OK, let me try another culture and see if I can have a relationship that's not not dysfunctional. Just the fact that some of these dudes jump ship means that they are thinking about the fact that. Something's wrong. Something's not right. Something's not working right. Let me try this over here and see if this works. That's what a lot of these guys are doing. But see, you can't analyze that that way because like I said before, black people only analyze the human condition through the prism of racism. So if a black guy gets with a white woman, it has to be some sort of fucked up thought process on his part that has to do with his hatred of his own race. It can't possibly be because he's found black women wanting. It couldn't possibly be because he looked around and the women that he wanted to date were not suitable because of the dysfunction that he saw. It can't possibly be because of that. There's no possible way. We can't we can't factor that in. Hell, we can't even factor in infatuation. We can't even factor in that maybe this black dude was around a white chick and he actually liked her. We can't even we can't even we can't even factor that shit in there. It can't be that. It has to be something much deeper that deals with race. And then we fucking wonder why we can't make big changes. We can't make big changes because our view on the world is this goddamn big. It's this fucking big. Because if your, if your view of the world only deals with the concept of the black race and the white race, then your world is only this big. Because when you go outside of the country from what a lot of the brothers who have traveled outside of the country tell me people on the other side of the fucking pond, they don't view you as 
a black person. They view you as a fucking American. For those of you who have traveled outside of the country, am I wrong? They, they, they put, they take every last one of us that is here in America, that was born in America, and they put us in one fucking box, American, a Yankee. Am I right? Your worldview is limited. And it's limited by your own bias. You don't have an open mind. You're, you're stuck. This is what Robert F. Smith meant when he said, it's important for me to know my history, but not to be hindered by it. That's what he meant when he said that shit. That's what he meant. And that statement was a fucking profound, prolific fucking statement. It is important to know my history, but not to be hindered by it. There's, there's a great number of black people in this country that are hindered by their history. They're hindered by it. They're hindered by it because they can't see past it. They can't see past it. And I'm going to tell you some real shit. I'm going to tell you some real shit. If somebody made, waved a magic wand and all of a sudden, I said this yesterday, if somebody waved the magic wand and all of a sudden black people were on a planet by ourselves. We were on this planet by ourselves. If all of a sudden, you know, let's say somebody snapped their finger with the infinity gauntlet and got rid of everybody but black people. And there was no one on the planet but black people. You think everything would run smoothly? Do you think everything would run smoothly? No, nah, it wouldn't because you know what would happen next? I'm going to go ahead and predict it for you. You know what would happen next? When there's no one left on this planet to blame, when there's no one left to hate, when there's no one left to disagree with, right? Guess what they'll do? What they'll do is they'll divide everybody up. They'll say, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? What they'll do is they'll institute colorism. If we were the only people on the planet, there would be a divide between the dark-skinned people and the light-skinned people. In fact, you Negroes might even take it a step further because aren't y'all running around here classifying your hair? Oh, well, I have 4C hair. Well, I have this hair. They'll, they'll, they'll start discriminating on each other based on the texture of hair they have. Now, you know why I know that? You know why I know that? I know that not because of race. I know that because of human nature. I know that because of human nature. It doesn't matter what 
time frame it is. It doesn't matter what group of people it is. It doesn't matter what the politics are. It doesn't matter what the religion is. People will always find ways to create classifications for one another because we are hierarchical in nature. Do you understand that? We are hierarchical creatures by nature. It has always been that way. It will always be that way. Okay? It cannot be avoided. It cannot be escaped. Okay? You cannot escape it. It is our nature as humans. Okay? It is the nature of every living thing on this planet for the most part with maybe the exception of trees and, 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 and shit like that. But when it comes to mammals, <laughs> when it comes to mammals and, 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 and uh, shit, not just mammals, but mammals, sea life, birds, there's a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy. And that hierarchy is usually determined by differences. You understand? But see, if, if, the, if a person takes the time to really understand the world that they live in and, and, and look past the politics, because that's really what everybody's doing. Everybody's judging everything based on the politics, based on... Uh, Gender politics, race politics, race politics, gender politics, um, shit, even if everybody looked the same, even if everybody had the same look, looked exactly the same, let's say everybody, let's say, let's say the whole planet had a uniform look. Meaning everybody looked the exact same, the same way that animals be looking the exact same shit, right? Let's say everybody looked the exact same. So you eliminated colorism. You can't use colorism. You can't use racism because everybody looks the same. Guess what? People would then classify each other from where they come from, or they would classify each other based on what they have. So there would be the class system of who has, there would be the haves and have nots. That's always going to be there. That's always going to be there. The haves and have nots. And if the haves and have nots is not there, let's say for argument's sake, you have a system where everybody looks alike and everybody has the same amount of resources. Well, then we would classify each other based on our, our creativity or we classify each other based on our physical ability or we'll classify each other based on our intellect. This is, this is why I raised the argument about equality. There will never be a such thing as equality. Ever. You feel me? And I think Grinch said this the other day. In the world, you only have winners and you have losers. You only have winners and you only have losers. Hanzo, I'm actually putting the replays on SoundCloud and iTunes. So if you want to see the replays of these shows, you gotta. I'm, I'm in the process of uploading them now. Okay? Whatever y'all are arguing about, Whatever y'all are arguing about, I want you to stop 
right now. I heard you were in the bathroom. He was standing outside the door. He was telling you to close the curtain because he had to come in the bathroom and get something. All you had to do was close the damn curtain. All you had to do was come up. All you had to do was come out of the shower, unlock the freaking door, go back in there, close the curtain so he could come in, get what he needed, and then go out. That's it. That's it. He stood right there and said it at least three times. I heard him talking to you. I heard him say to you, close the curtain. I heard you mumble something. So you did hear him. So so what so what's the so what are we gonna do right now? He came in, right? Yeah. So I'm was the shower curtain open? Yeah. So your brother came in the bathroom while you were in the tub, naked. Yeah. You gonna die now? No, I just like. You I never played sports play. before. I never played sports before. You never played sports before, so you never you never was in a shower room and seen another dude naked. Do you think you'll be able to recover? Uh, Are you I'm traumatized right now? Traumatized right now. So then what's the issue? I'm saying privacy. Privacy? And I would be talking to him the same way. Because he did play sports. I'd be talking to him the same exact way. No, what it is, is all three of y'all have issues with each other. And you can't wait to argue. You can't wait for a reason to argue with each other. Other than arguing, I barely even see y'all talk to each other. You can't wait for a reason to argue with each other. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I didn't have any brothers when I grew up, and I wished I did. Y'all have brothers, y'all have each other, and all y'all do is bicker like a bunch of little schoolgirls. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it anymore. Learn how to get along. I'm sick of these little tea parties y'all keep having. Always somewhere whining and crying like a bunch of little girls having a damn tea party. Y'all keep it up, I'm going to go buy y'all some dresses. And some makeup. You in a house, you in a house with two bathrooms, four men in here. And you talking about Privacy. Matter of fact, you know when you, you come in for a second. Come in for a second. Come in for a second. I got my own room, right? That I don't share. I don't have to share with nobody. With my own bathroom, 
which means I can have privacy anytime I want. You know why? Because I'm grown. That's when you'll get some privacy. That's when you'll get some privacy. When you become an adult and you have your own place, that's when you will have definite privacy if you choose to. But right now, you are in a place where you, where you have your brothers and your father. There's no such thing as privacy. Not really. Not really. You can't walk through here naked. I can't really walk through here naked. Y'all need to start learning how to get along with each other. I'm told y'all over and over and over again. You need to learn how to get along with your brothers. You understand me? Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. What was I saying before that goofy shit happened? What was I saying before that goofy shit happened? Now, I know, I know not all brothers get along. I know brothers bicker and argue and, and, and go at each other and all of that goofy shit. But when that shit goes on, it's incumbent upon their father to put that shit in check. Cut that goofy shit out. Cut it the fuck out. I know they're going to do it, but when they do it, I'm going to be like, cut that shit out. Cut it the fuck out. Cut it out. All you got is each other. If you have a sibling, whether it be a brother or a sister, that's the one person you're going to know longer than anybody else. Real shit. Why is that? Because eventually your parents are going to die. That's the one person that you are going to know longer than anybody else in the world. Which means, you know, you're going to know that person longer than you know your friends. You're going to know that person longer than you know your fucking parents. Because you're only going to know your parents for whatever the rest of their lifespan is, depending upon how long they live. But after your parents is gone, who do you got? You got your siblings. And you're going to know them longer than you know your cousins, your, your aunts and uncles. That shit fucking annoys me. That shit annoys me. And the, and the main reason, I'm going to tell you the main reason why it annoys the fuck out of me. It annoys the fuck out of me because I can look at them and all they are are three versions of me. They're, I look at them like they're three versions, three smaller versions of me. Well, not smaller because two of them are taller than me now, but 
three younger versions of me. So when I see them bickering with each other, to me it looks like an internal conflict. You see? To me it looks like three me's arguing with each other. And I like to think that I don't have an internal conflict in my head. If that makes sense. You feel me? Because all of them have my person, all of them have all of them have some piece of my personality, but it's intensified. You feel what I'm saying? My oldest son, he has my introverted nature, but it's intensified. He don't want to be bothered. He want to be left alone. He wants his privacy. That's part of me. Then my second one is he's, he has all of my alpha shit. He thinks he runs everything. He's the boss of everybody. He, you know, he thinks he's the flyest nigga on the planet. That's part of me too. And then my youngest son has that inquisitive nature, the kind of laid back, I'm good as long as people don't mess with me type of attitude. That's me too. So all I see is three versions of me walking around here. And it gets on my fucking nerves, man. It gets on my fucking nerves. I, I get sick of that goofy shit. I'm gonna hear that dumb shit. I don't care who argued with who. I don't care who started what. I don't care what the reason is. I don't care about none of that shit. I just want silence. I just want, just, just shut up. Just stop talking. If you can't get along, don't say shit to each other. Until you learn how to fucking appreciate each other. That's how I feel. Because it throws me off. It throw, Like, if I'm sitting here, like, normally, look, they can bicker all day, right? Because if I'm not on a live stream, right, if they're just bickering about some little petty shit, I'm not going to dive in their ass about that. I'm not tripping about all conflict. If, 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 if there's just a little bit of petty shit, I, you know, I'm like, man, I'm going to go in there and close the fucking door. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go in there and close the fucking door and watch TV. You feel me? Now, if I hear them, ah, 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 no, I'm going to shut that shit down. Because they don't fight each other. You know what I'm saying? Which is pretty amazing that they don't really fight each other. Every once in a while, they might play wrestle or some shit, but they never get into full fist fights. You know what I'm saying? Which is amazing to me because my grandmother, she had nothing but boys. She had, uh, um, you know, my pops and my uncles, and they used to get into fist fights. You know what I'm saying? They used to, they used to rumble. You feel me? And then my uncle, he had a bunch of boys. They used to get into fist fights. So you know, and when I was that age, man, what? What? I didn't have brothers, but I had cousins. Nigga, we used to fist fight, nigga. We used to motherfucking. We used to go. You feel me? We used to go, and we would go over little shit. We would go over little shit. Let us be playing. Let us be playing Mortal Kombat. Playing Mortal Kombat and shit. And my cousin, he would get Johnny Cage and he would back up to the far corner and he would just foot sweep. And anybody that ever played that fucking game knows that's like the fucking cheat code. It's hard as fuck to beat somebody that's backed into that corner with Johnny Cage with him crouched down 
foot sweeping. So I'd be like, yo, man, you cheating. Stop fucking cheating. He'd be like, nah, if you can't beat me, you can't beat me. No, because you're cheating. You know can't nobody beat that shit. It's hard to beat that shit. I, I don't care. I don't care. Next thing you know, ah, and it's on. We fighting. <laughs> we fighting, goddammit. We rumbling. That is cheating. <laughs> That's cheating like a motherfucker. <laughs> Everybody knows that shit. There's one character in every fighting game that has a move that is impregnable. There's, it's a move that is so fucking difficult to beat that when a nigga finds out that character can do that move, they'll do it the whole time because you know how we play. Whoever win, it, usually it's multiple people in the house playing the game. Whoever wins keeps the controller. Whoever wins keeps the first controller. You feel me? So if you lose, you got to pass the fucking controller. So some niggas, they don't want to lose. They, eh, I'm going to do this move because I want to keep playing. This shit is goofy. That shit is goofy as fuck. Thank you, cats. Doing the same move over and over is fucking cheating. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm so glad. See, Cats understands video game fighting game etiquette. <laughs> that is poor etiquette to do the same move over and over. That is bullshit. You do not do the same move over and over. That's I used to kick niggas out. Look, I'd be in my room and niggas, my cousins would be in there playing games with me. They get to doing that cheat shit. I used to kick niggas out like Martin. Real shit. I'd be like, you know what? Get to stepping. You know what I'm saying? I used to kick niggas out on a regular basis. Cut the corner, nigga. Get to stepping. <laughs> Real motherfucking shit. But what was I saying before all of that goofy shit happened? What was I saying? Because that shit was uh, that shit was prolific. That shit was profound. That shit was profound. What was I saying before all of that goofy shit happened? Equality. Yes. Equality is not a concept that can come to fruition. It's impossible. Human beings are too complicated. We're too complicated. We're too complicated. This is why, you know, and, and the reason, the main reason why I'm bringing up equality is because that's yet another thing that black people cling to. The possibility of equality. Okay? And instead of sitting around waiting for people to give you equality, as, as, as impossible as that is, what we should be doing is trying to put ourselves in positions of power so that we don't even have to fucking worry about equality. Do you see what I mean? You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Put yourself in a position of power so you don't even give a shit about equality because you're not being affected in a negative way. You're, you're in a position to call the shots. And the only way we can do that is we got to stop we got to if you want if you want the police to stop kicking your ass, you need to become the police force. If you if you want to have some sort of power and control, you need to be in the military. 
If you want to affect policy, you need to be in the politics. That's why I, that's why I love the Great Faulkner Initiative. Like real shit. Real shit. That's why I love the Great Faulkner Initiative. Because it puts black people in a position of power to where we don't have to keep worrying about somebody giving us equality. You feel what I'm saying? Gotti1623 said, not trying to change the topic, but could you do a show on the difference between Afro-Latina being accepted more than mulatto? Oh, shit. Woo, that's a can of worms right there, brother. I got to think about that for a second. I got to think about that for a second. I got to think about that. Serious Killmonger said, the, the etymology of the word title black actually means dead or death. Angry man fam, please look it up the etymology of the word black oh i know i know i know it means death i know it means all of that all of that negative shit all of that negative shit but like i said black people sitting around waiting for waiting for uh other groups of people in power to give us equality. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It hasn't happened yet. It's never happened in the history of the world. See, if you if you look at it, if you look at life through the prism of racism, then your history lesson stops. <laughs> you feel me? If if you look, just think about this for a second. I want you to really think about this. I want you to really think about this. I had a discussion one time about the show American Gods. And I was talking about Anansi, Kumpa Nancy, right? And niggas was telling me that's fake. The same niggas that will proclaim that their God is the God of Abraham, the God of Jehovah. What makes the African deities from the continent less real than the Christian deities white people gave you? But see, if you understand how black people operate, you'll understand why they don't acknowledge the African deities. The reason why is because black people view their origin at slavery. Black people view their origin at slavery they act like there was nothing before it right so if you view 
life through the prism of racism, then you can't comprehend a world where racism doesn't exist. But black man, you predate racism. You predate the concept of racism. You predate all of this shit. So this is why it confuses me when I see you defining your entire existence by a concept that was given to you by a younger group of humans. Black people, you're the elders of the planet when it comes to when it comes to life, when it comes to what we call human life. You're the elders of the planet. You've been here longer. You've been here longer. But you continuously define yourselves by concepts that were given it's like it's like living your life for 50 years you're successful or you're doing things the way you do things and then all of a sudden you have a child with a woman and in five years from you know 10 years from now that 10 year old child starts telling you the way you should run your house or telling you the way you should operate or telling you what your ideology should be. You're going to laugh at that. But I forget the reason why they can do that so easily is because they've rewritten history and you have not done your due diligence to truly find out what true history is. You haven't done your due diligence. You believe that the world is only so old. You believe that goofy shit. There's no possible way that you can even comprehend that there was a time where you've been on this planet long before everything else. Like you literally have like, look, I know what the special rules are. Y'all have heard me talk so many times about the special rules that black people put themselves under that don't apply to no other group of men. That's white supremacy. That's white programming. If you believe that you have to live by a second set of rules or a, a alternate set of rules that none of the other human beings live by. You've already put yourself in a subordinate position. You've already put yourself as a second class. Like you're making rules for yourself. Well, really, to be truthfully honest, you're not making rules for yourself. Those are the rules they gave you. And you're continuing those rules under the guise of pro-blackness. That's not pro-blackness. That's not pro-blackness. That's not consciousness. That's not, that's not what that is. All that is, is, all that is, is white supremacy in blackface. That's all that is. 
All it is is you living out your program, but adapting the program to where you can accept it. You feel me? So instead of saying to yourself, I can't date white women because white people won't like it. You say to yourself, I won't date black women because I have to stick to my race. It's like the person that doesn't know how to swim. So instead of saying they don't know how to swim, they say, I don't swim. So that you can feel like you have some sort of power over that. That's all the fuck that is. That's all the fuck that is. We know for a motherfucking fact that white men don't like the idea of you messing with their women. They don't like that. They don't like that. So <laughs> you're told you shouldn't want to deal with other women because that goes against your race. Meanwhile, every other group of men is messing with whatever they want to mess with. And it does not affect their culture in one way or the other. Does Asian men dating white women affect Asian culture? No. Does Arab men dating white or black women affect Arab culture? No. Does white men dating black women, Asian women, Arab women, women of other races affect their culture? No. So how in the fuck can a black man Dating outside of his race affect black culture. No, what it is, is it is proof that you don't have a fucking culture. That is what it is. That is what it's boiling down to. What it's boiling down to is even though as a black man you have dominant genetics and a dominant seed, you don't have a dominant culture. So you know for a fact that if a black man goes outside of his race, he is going to be more susceptible to other cultures because your fucking culture is in disarray. Your fucking culture is not where the fuck it needs to be. So instead of dealing with that, which is more fucking complicated, you try to shame black men to make them avoid being sucked in to another culture and you're failing miserably. That's what the fuck it is. That's what the fuck it is. You don't have a culture. This is why you have people questioning what is blackness because you don't even fucking know. You don't even know. You don't even know. You don't even know. Unless white people define it for you, you don't even fucking know. If they come out tomorrow and tell you everybody that is mixed mulatto or black, you'll accept that. But if they tell you they're not, you'll accept that.
See, the problem is, unless somebody defines shit for you, you you're lost. You just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, this is why if I sit up here and tell you something, you look at me like I'm fucking crazy. If I sit here and tell you genetically, genetically, a mixed person is black. If I was to sit there and tell you that, you'd be like, you don't know what you're talking about. But if I was sitting up here as a studious white gentleman with a white, fatherly, godly, Kris Kringle, Jehovah beard and a few letters behind my name and I said that shit, You'll be like, well, you know, so-and-so said that, you know, technically, you know, mixed people are really black. And he has the research to back it up. You, you motherfuckers are a joke. You're a fucking joke. Point blank fucking period. I don't care how many of you niggas don't like that shit. You're a joke. And everybody knows it, nigga. Everybody knows it. Y'all are running around here. Yo, we, we live in a world where numbers matter. We live in a world where numbers literally matter. Numbers matter in every way. And you run around here saying, well, technically that person isn't black because they don't look the color of black. You already lost. You already fucking lost. You think black is a color? You're already lost. already fucking lost god forbid god forbid anybody should listen to listen to old angry man angry man don't know what he's talking about angry man full of shit angry man crazy as fuck angry man don't know what he's talking about you know what terrifies motherfuckers you know what terrifies niggas do you want to know what truly terrifies niggas? You know what truly terrifies niggas? Really? How many of y'all would like to know? How many of y'all would like to know what really scares the fuck out of niggas? Hmm? What scares the fuck out of niggas is the possibility that I may actually be right. That's what scares them. The possibility that I'm right. That you don't really have a culture. Your culture is a fabricated farce given to you by your masters.
and they change it and manipulate it and convert it as they see fit, which keeps you in a perpetual state of an identity complex. You don't know what you are. You don't know who you are. You don't know what's important. You don't know what you should focus on, what you shouldn't focus on. You don't know what your priorities are. And the sad part is it's been going on so long that you literally define yourself by that lack of understanding. You are defined by the struggle. The condition that black people are in in this country when it comes to our lack of understanding, when it comes to our inability to navigate this world that we live in, you have defined yourself by that. In other words, you are defined by your dysfunction, which is the main reason why the majority of us don't want to fix anything. We don't want a solution because if you fucking succeed and fix everything, then what? What happens when your identity is no longer defined for you? What happens when the people who were in charge, who told you what you were and what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing, all of a sudden are no longer there and you have to do it for your fucking self? That's a scary idea. What if I was to ask every last one of you right now to come up with your own race? Stop calling yourself black and come up with another fucking term. Right? You niggas just recently came up with ADOS. And you see how happy everybody was when somebody said that shit. ADOS, yes, hallelujah, thank the Lord. Now we know what we are. You only been here a few hundred years. Of course you should just now be figuring it the fuck out. Don't make me fucking laugh. I hope I am hurting some feelings. Because this shit needs to be heard. I hope, I pray to all of the ancestors that I'm hurting some feelings. Because I guarantee you, most niggas never even thought of that. Most niggas never even thought of that. Maybe I should stop defining myself by this other group's standards. Maybe I should do what the LBGT community is doing, which is seizing their identities, whether you agree with it or not. They've done it in our lifetime, but yet you still want to sit here and tell us all of the reasons that we can't do it. And you sit there and watch somebody do it right in front of your face. You bear witness to it. Now, I don't know about you, but when I see somebody do something in front of me, I can look at that example and be like, oh, that's how you do it. Okay.
You're never going to see the type of change you want to see in the black community because we got too many idiots in charge. You got too many morons that everybody's listening to. Too many of them. You understand me? Too many of them that don't know what they're talking about because their arguments do not stand up. It does not have a foundation. Why do you think these groups, these 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 uh, uh, media pundits, these these talking heads, these college professors and stuff? Why do you think they talk so condescendingly to pro-blacks? Why do you think they do that? If you're so-called quote-unquote pro-black and you get on a panel with white scholars and you even make one reference to Christianity, you're already the butt of the joke. You make one reference to Christianity and they're already laughing at you. They're already laughing at you. Well, you know, you know, um, uh, I live by faith. Shut your stupid ass up. This is an intellectual discussion. You're sitting on a panel with scholars. Didn't nobody ask you to come in here and start talking about theology? We're talking about practical application, not belief. Thought. Ideas that can turn into tangible things. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll be laughing, man. I'll be listening to some of the discussions. Every once in a while, I'll join in. But most of the time, like, you have absolutely no earthly idea how many panels, how many hangouts I watch and never say anything in the chat room. Never join the panel. I'll be about to piss myself laughing, listening to some of the people who, who aren't smart enough to tie their shoelaces. I was on a panel one time and one chick, y'all know who she is. I'm not going to say a name. I'm not going to promote her. Utters. I said humans are herd animals. <laughs> she said, we're not animals. Oh, really? Why? Because the Bible told you so? You moron? <laughs> like, really? Are you serious? <laughs> and I suppose that you also think that God 
put all the animals in front of Adam and he named all of them and remembered them verbatim. I suppose you think that too. <laughs> In 2019, you, you think that. shitting on nobody's religion okay what you believe is what you believe i have no idea what goes on after this because i've never been there you feel me not to my knowledge okay so i don't know what the hereafter may bring but i can tell you one thing i know it ain't what them white folks told you i know that <laughs> if i don't know nothing else i know that <laughs> And why? Why is that? Because it does not make logical sense. If they had the keys to paradise, if they knew the rules to follow in life to gain paradise, and they knew that they were going to go there, they wouldn't tell you because they don't want your ass there. They don't even want you living in the same neighborhood with them here. You think they want to spend eternity with you, nigga? You Negroes don't think. <laughs> Woo. Sweet. Oh, my. Oh. Oh. I got into an argument with a dude about that that was super religious. And I got so frustrated with him. That I said, Jesus Christ. And because I said Jesus Christ, he said, see, see what I mean? See what I mean? That proves my point. Why would you say Jesus Christ? He felt like he won the debate because I said Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Like right now, this is see, here's the thing. Oh, my God is an expression, meaning that was ridiculous. Jesus Christ, that's an expression, meaning that was ridiculous. And why do I have that in my lexicon? Because just like everybody else black that was a Gen Xer nine times out of ten, you were brought up. In a Christian household, which means it became a part of your lexicon through habit. <laughs> but this Negro thought he won the debate because I said that shit. I said, you Negroes. Oh, my Lord. See, did it again. <laughs> Why do I do that? Because I lived in a household with my grandmother who said that on a regular basis. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I used to think, I'm going to tell you something I used to think. I swear to God, I used to think this. And I was up, I was, I was, I was, yo, I had to come. I had a rude awakening one day. I used to think that everybody in the world that I encountered 
had the same comprehension level as me. And because of that, I used to get really frustrated with people. Because I used to think that they were fucking with me. It wasn't until I got older that I realized that there's a lot of morons out here. Like, because I didn't look. The reason why is because I, I did not view myself as being above average. I viewed myself as being average. So I figured everybody else would have the same understanding or at least the same comprehension level. But I'm like, I'm really realizing now. I'm really realizing right now that there are a lot of freaking morons running around. There are a lot of idiots running around here. They can say shit that sounds intelligent. Same way a fucking parrot can say Polly want a cracker if you say it to him long enough. But so far as understanding what a cracker is and all of that shit, they can't do that. They can't go deeper than one fucking level. You start going deeper into the intricacies of shit and you lose them. You lose them. Earlier today, I know when I said, when I said, yo, people questioning blackness, right? Okay, why is that? What the fuck is going on that people are questioning blackness? So let me ask you this. If a white guy marries a Latino, or excuse me, Latino woman, and then they give birth to a child, and the white guy raises that child to be white in white culture, does that child question their whiteness? What does that have to do with anything? How many of y'all understand what I'm saying when I say that? That's what I mean when I be feeling like people are fucking with me. Like, how many of y'all understand what I'm saying when I say that? Like, what I'm saying is if whiteness is not, whiteness is not contingent upon what you are perceived to be. It's contingent upon culture. You feel me? You feel me? You could be you could be a black child raised by two white parents and still display the 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 characteristics of white culture. We see it every day. We see it all the time. We see it all the time. Now why don't we see that on the other end? This is why. Because we make special rules for that. See, it's easy for a black child to be susceptible to white culture. Oh, he he he's a he's a white he's a sellout. La, 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 all that shit, right? He's on some white people shit, right? But on the flip side, if you have a white child raised by black parents, you don't view him that way.
because there's a special set of rules. There's a special set of rules. Right? Because we view black people that are coons, we say that they're corrupted by whiteness. So we attribute that to the power of whiteness. So we say whiteness infiltrated that person's mind and now they operate like a white person. So we need to view them that way. But on the flip side of that, we don't believe that blackness can infiltrate white people. Because if a white person grew up around black kids and he acts black as far as black culture, because he's not biologically black, we'll say, oh, he, he, there's no possible way. No, no, he's, that's, that's cultural appropriation. But in your mind, a black person doesn't have to be biologically white to act white. Explain to me how that works. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Explain to me how that, you know what I'm saying. Explain to me how that works. How does that work? How does that work? We can look at somebody like, say, a Carlton Banks type character, and we can recognize that's who he is. That's who he is because of the background he grew up in and the surroundings around him. He's not acting. That's who he is. Right? But we can't do that same thing with an Eminem. We can't say that's who he is. No, it has to be some sort of trick. And all of that screams inferiority complex. In your mind, whiteness has the power to infiltrate all things. So much so that it can infiltrate the black mind, regardless of what situation it is. If a black man dates a white woman, then all of a sudden whiteness has infiltrated. Now he's a sellout. But you don't believe that blackness has that same power. If you see white people dressing black, getting black haircuts, talking black. No, it's it's not because blackness infiltrated them. It's because they're trying to uh, appropriate our culture and make it their own. That's basically telling me that you believe blackness or the concept of our culture is inferior. And every other culture is superior. That's white. That, that is the doctrine of white supremacy. Literally. That is literally the doctrine of white supremacy. Literally. How many of y'all right now know black people that do that on a regular basis across the board with everything?
White people can make money off of black people. White people can own Gucci and make mad money off of black people. And then people will say, oh, well, that's their master plan to get us to use their products and stuff and, 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 and siphon the wealth from the black community. But if the CEO of Shea Moisture tries to do the same diabolical plan and market to white people, it's not because he's trying to siphon the wealth out of the white community. It's because he's a sellout. Someone break that logic down for me. Someone break that logic down for me. Make that logic make sense to me. Make that logic make sense to me. The only way that the only way that logic makes sense is if you believe that black people are inferior. And that's the reason why we would have to isolate ourselves, because we believe that any other culture will overtake ours because our culture is less significant. That's the only way you can justify that. That's the only way. Right? That's the only way. I mean, fuck the fact that one part of our culture, hip hop, has pretty much infiltrated every facet of society. Hmm? Fuck the fact that the black man is one of the most mimicked men on the planet. Right? If black men, if it's so easy for other cultures to infiltrate the black man, then why is it the black? See, this is why I don't like the comparison of swirling black women with black men who interracially date. Black men who interracially date do not have to change who they are in order to date other groups of people. They don't. Now, some may do that, but they don't have to. Meanwhile, the black woman has to change. That's the difference. Which should tell you right there what it is, what it really boils down to. What it boils down to is the same thing we've always been saying, that women follow the lead of men. So to quote the Grinch God, if you're saying that a black man who dates outside of his race is no longer part of the community or no longer this or no longer that, you are basically saying that he's not a man. You're basically saying that that white woman has more power than that black man. That's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Whether you want to fucking admit it or not. How does she be Johnson? How does she have more power? Please explain. Please explain.
explain to me how she has more power. Please explain how she has more power, B. Johnson. In many ways, at any moment, she can call the cops and send him to jail. That is a black man in jail for kissing a white woman. So can black women. So can black women. So can black women. Fact, so can any woman. If any woman gets on the phone and calls the police and says, my husband or boyfriend is beating me up, they will come and lock him up. And for the record, so that you can understand this, because you seem to be remedial. Who's locking him up? Is she locking him up or is it a man locking him up? Or is it the police force which was created by men locking him up? So who has the power? Does she, is, 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 is that woman, does she own the jail and the police force? Is it her jail that she's putting him in? It's all white man, white police force, white jury will stand behind a white woman's false accusation. Oh, really? White police force. So that's your argument? Your argument is that the white woman has power because the white man has power? That's your argument? But we wasn't talking about the white man. We wasn't talking about him. We've already established that white men have power. 
What I said is in a situation with a black man dating a white woman, how does she have power? How does she have power in and of herself? See, in that situation, a black man has power, but the black man doesn't need someone else to have power. So I'm, I'm waiting for you to explain to me. I'm waiting for you to explain to me, right? I'm waiting for you to explain to me how in the fuck she has power. Hmm? In and of her own accord, in and of herself, how does she have power? Yeah, Big Phil, because they can only view, like I said before, they can only view, they can only view the condition of life through the prism of racism. Big Johnson said, well, she doesn't have power by herself. You are correct there. And that is my point. That is my point. To say, if you're going to say that if a black man gets with a white woman, then her culture is going to overtake him because of her. That's giving her power in and of herself without the help of anyone. That's giving her power. That's giving her more power than the man. That means that, look, Barack Obama had a African father and a white mother. He wasn't even raised by his father. He was raised by his white grandfather and his white mother. And he still was a black man. His father wasn't even the picture and his lineage still affect Barack Obama. So how in the fuck? <laughs> how did that happen? Why didn't why didn't Barack Obama identify as a white guy? Why? Why? Why didn't Barack Obama identify as a white guy?
Go Google it. We'll wait. Go Google it. We'll wait. You said he did that because it wasn't convenient. He needed to market himself as black to win. That's why he didn't. So you think that if Barack Obama hadn't went into public office, he would have been walking around calling himself a white guy? That's what you really think. You said, of course. Do you see this shit, Grinch? Grinch, do you see this goofy shit? Tell me you see this goofy shit, bruh. Tell me you see this goofy shit. He's saying that if Barack Obama hadn't went into office, he would be walking around considering himself a white guy. Yo, some of you Negroes need to stop watching political TV shows. Like, some of you Negroes, some of you Negroes need to unplug from the internet and actually go out into the real world and experience real life for a fucking second. Because <laughs> that shit you just said is a political talking point. Oh, well, the only reason he wanted to identify as black and got a black wife is so he would win the election. <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. We, we are, yo. <laughs> Obama would perhaps call himself a person of color like Kamala Harris or call himself biracial, black Tino. We see it all the time. Look, man. <laughs> Racism has psychologically damaged you Negroes beyond belief. The, the racism has messed y'all up so much. Y'all don't even have common sense anymore. <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> oh my God, Lamont, that's your cousin. That ain't my cousin. <laughs> that's your cousin. <laughs> that's your people's. <laughs> What in the hell? Oh, what in the fuck? <laughs> what in the hell? Like, yo. Oh, my God.
<laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. Had Obama had an Asian mother or an Asian relative, he was running for office in an Asian country. Don't you think he would have said, I'm a I am Asian to win? No, I don't. Because blackness trumps all of that shit. That is the world we live in. Why do you think when Tiger Woods was calling himself Carbalasian or whatever the fuck, when he first won that fucking jacket, one of the media pundits said, yeah, he's won the jacket. I'm pretty sure they're going to be serving cornbread and collard greens at the reception dinner. Do y'all remember that? Do y'all remember that? Did, did that fucking media pundit say we're going to be serving egg rolls and fried rice? Or did he say collard greens and motherfucking cornbread? Which one did he say? Damn it. Which one did he say? <laughs> Answer that question. No, he wouldn't have said that. No, the fuck he wouldn't. He would have said exactly that same goofy shit that Tiger Woods would have said. He would have said Carbalasian. Because see, here's the thing. This is where you're fucked up. You're fucked up by using Asian culture. You fucked up by saying something about the Asians. Because they will acknowledge uh, 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 if you have another parent that's not Asian, they will acknowledge that shit faster than anybody. Am I lying? Somebody in the chat room tell me I'm lying. Somebody tell me I'm lying. First of all, you ain't going to be running for shit in an Asian country and you're not completely Asian. Tell me. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. Am I lying? So what makes you think that a black man would have success, succeeded in running for office? What makes you think that a black man would have succeeded in running for office in an Asian country? I didn't say that. You said that shit. Do y'all see this goofy shit? Do y'all see this goofy shit? I didn't say that. You said that. That was your analogy. Or did you forget? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that was your analogy. I never said that a black man would successfully run for office in an Asian country. What the fuck? Yo. <laughs> oh my God. What in the. <laughs> what in the hell? 
I'm speaking about convenience here. I'm making the point that Obama said he was black to win. I'm telling you he didn't say he was black to win. I'm telling you that any black person that goes in the office will not be allowed to deny their blackness. That's what I'm saying. That's my point. My point is if you go into any sort of position of power, public office, whatever the fuck, they are not going to allow you to deny your blackness. Period. Point blank period. Thank you. <laughs> Whether he said it or not because he thought he was going to win with that doesn't matter. He was going to have to say it anyway. You can't deny that shit. He was going to have to say it anyway. The same way when Tiger Woods, look, let me tell you something. In this country, I don't care what you mixed with. You don't get to say you're anything other than black if you have black mixed in you. I said this before on a live stream before. If you try to become a member of some prestigious uh, 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 organization that is segregated, they will go through your entire lineage. They'll go through your entire genealogy. If they find a black relative in that genealogy, they're going to consider you black. That's why it's called the one drop rule. Powerful Hawk said, let me ask you, man, you got look, no, 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 no. I'm not answering no more of your questions, Powerful Hawk. If you got a question that you want to ask me, put that shit in the super chat. You got a question that you want to ask me, put it in the super chat. Because you be having essay questions. Your questions be essays and shit. Uh-uh. No. 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 Not answering no more of your questions. If you got a question, put it in the super chat. But that shit is goofy. Hey. That shit is goofy. That shit is goofy. Like that dude couldn't, yo, man. white woman, the white woman, if you say that the white woman is going to overpower his culture, 
that's giving her more power than the black man. That's making him not a man because in the reverse, a black woman can't overpower a white man's culture, right? So, you know, I'm like, look at Barack Obama. I said he had a black, he had an African father, but his African father didn't raise him. He was raised by his white grandfather and his white mother, but he was still a black man, right? He said, well, Barack Obama, this dude powerful off. He's like, well, Barack Obama called himself black because he knew that would win the election. I said, Negro, so you think if he didn't get in public office, he would have been considering himself a white man? Can you see him when he's saying a white man like that? <laughs> Nigga, please. Look. And then he said, well, if let's say for argument's sake that he was half black and half Asian, it was running for office in an Asian country, don't you think he would say he was Asian? I said, yo, it wouldn't matter because his blackness is going to trump all of that. I said, when Tiger Woods first won that fucking jacket, what did they say it was going to serve at the dinner? Collard greens and cornbread. Did they say fried rice and egg rolls? No, right? Exactly. The cornbread part, right? Cornbread, chicken, and collard greens. That's what he said. That it is fucked up. But it's just proof. It's just proof, man. It's proof. The, the blackness trumps everything, man. It's designed that way. That's the, that's the way it's designed. It's designed that way because, look, here's, here's what you got to realize. What you got to realize is the concept of the one drop rule in America is to corrupt. That's the concept of it, right? The concept of that is to say, oh, you got one drop. That means you're corrupted. That's what that's for. <laughs> that's for. That's why you can't, you can't be, you can't run for public office or do any of that shit and not acknowledge it. Because if you don't acknowledge it, somebody else is going to acknowledge it. Somebody else is going to point that shit out. Hell, you got actors that can pass. It, right now at this moment. Right now at this moment. <laughs> you can go on YouTube. And there are videos that show you uh, 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 people who can pass for white. But they're quote unquote mixed. That are actors and entertainers. Why would we need to know that? Do you see my point? Why would we need to know that Keanu Reeves is part Asian? Why would we need to know that? Why would we need to know that? Hmm? Why would we need to know that? Riddle me that, Batman. Why would we need to know that about an entertainer? So if we have to know, if we have to be privy to that information because they're an entertainer, then you know exactly the dude from Prison Break. He's the perfect example. The dude from Prison Break, the young dude, the one that was in that Mariah Carey video with uh, 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 We Belong Together. The one, remember, she was getting ready to get married or whatever, and the little young dude came and she ran off with the young dude. That dude is mixed. Why would we need to know that? Do you see my point? His name is Sam Worthington. He even got a white name, Worthington. Look, I mean, come on. Like, I would have never knew that that guy was mixed. 
I would have never knew that shit. I never knew that shit. And really didn't care. I don't care. But why would we need to know that? Why would we need to know that? In this country, if you if you look like, if you look racially ambiguous, but you got some black in you, they're going to make it a point to say it. Am I lying? Am I lying? Am I lying? They're going to make a point to say it. That's just that's just the world we live in. Like, it, it can't be denied. That's just the world we live in. Real shit. Yeah, you know what? Rashida Jones, you know what they call her? They don't call her Rashida Jones. They call her Quincy Jones' daughter. And why do you think they do that? Hmm? Why do you think they do that? Hmm? Hmm? Why do you think they do that? Most of the time when they show her, they, they, they'll say Quincy Jones' daughter. They'll put it in there somewhere. They'll put it in there somewhere. Maya Rudolph, too. They make sure they let you know that she's the daughter of, of Minnie Rippleton. They make sure. They make sure. Maya Rudolph doesn't have the same last name as her mother, but they make sure to tell you that's Minnie Rippleton's daughter. Huh? Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. <clears throat> yeah, she does. She does look like a mother. Hey, in the in the in the entertainment world, do they or do they not make it a point that if you have any type of black relative in your family tree, don't they make it a point to point that shit out? Like somebody brought up, like we was bringing up people that are mixed, that can pass for white, like the dude from Prison Break. I said, yeah, they made it a point to let everybody know that shit. Why is that? Just like somebody brought up uh, Quincy Jones' daughter, Rashida Jones, right? I said, yeah, and how do they always refer to her as Quincy Jones' daughter? So y'all know. So y'all know. That's not no, uh, we know, God damn it. Look at look at Megan Markell. They made sure to let you know that shit off the rip. Mm-hmm. And then when she and then when she was getting ready to get married to Prince Harry, they was talking shit. You remember that? What'd they say? They said something real fucking goofy. 
situation. Yes. <laughs> even though, even though she's she's shaped like SpongeBob Square dress, <laughs> she has no booty whatsoever. Like, her lower body is like her lower body is like ah, like just ah, like she don't even look like she got an ass. She just got two legs coming out of her shoulders. Hmm. I don't think you'll ever look like SpongeBob Square Dress <laughs> with all that wagon you dragging, beefy buns, tasty cakes, got the meats. Anyway, I've been on here long enough. Let me let me get off of here. Um, let me get off of here. Uh, any of you guys that want to see this replay, the replay will be available. the the replay the, the the replay will be available in audio format on SoundCloud and iTunes. It should be up in the next thirty minutes. So you guys be looking for it. If you want the replay, that's where the replays are going to be at. Um. Become a patron, patreon.com forward slash the angry man. Friend me on Facebook at Angry Man Channel. Follow me on Instagram at Angry Man Channel. Follow me on Twitter at Angry Man Channel. Shoot me an email at asktheangryman at gmail.com. Holler at you guys. 